What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. Today's question, which is a rough question, and I have no idea how long this episode is going to take to get through it all, but uh, a rough question because it basically literally is a question that uh, directly uh, pinpoints my life purpose and why it is I am here on the earth to draw breath, why I do what I do, and as I have explained many times on uh, this channel and also on the podcast, what it is we, the Ego Hacker community, are actually here for, and what it is we actually do on a regular basis. And that comes from a little verse in the Bible, Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. In the last days, I will send my prophet Elijah to you. He will turn the hearts of fathers to their sons, and the hearts of sons to their fathers, or else I will strike the earth with a decree of utter destruction. And this will happen just before the great day of the Lord, also known as the end of the world. But the particular question is, is like, what can we do as individuals, as men, to turn the hearts of fathers to their sons and the hearts of sons to their fathers? And there are many ways to do this, but it really comes down to that which is missing from the world the most, which is the mature masculine. The mature masculine. And if you are a son, or if you are a father, or perhaps you have both roles simultaneously, if you're a man, you're automatically a son, but not all men are fathers. But then again, you know, as people know the true definition of religion. True religion as it is written. True religion is taking care of widows and orphans. And oftentimes, if you have a woman in your life who has no man, she is also, and did have a man in some capacity, she is a widow. And if there's a woman in your life who has a father but he's absent and not around, or perhaps uh, she no longer has her father in her life, maybe they're estranged, maybe he's dead, who knows? But she is ultimately an orphan, and children out there are often orphans. And that's one of the keys to consider when looking at Western society or society around the entire world. We really are a nation that has become a nation of widows and orphans. And that's what we, as part of the Ego Hacker community, are ultimately trying to put a stop to. So we no longer have this society of widows and orphans. That's why my nonprofit, where we have our men's and women's programs, and we're getting that going right now. If you want to learn more about that, join our Discord. Discord.gg forward slash Ego Hackers. Get on the Discord, get in the community, and if you want to get into the men's and women's programs, please uh, contact uh, the mod team or open a support ticket on the support server or just email support at csjoseph.life to open a support ticket so you can find out how to actually get into these groups and what you would need to do. So, the point is, there's a lot of work to be done. And what can we do as men, as individual men, what can we do to bring back the mature masculine? What can we do to turn the hearts of sons to their fathers and the hearts of fathers to their sons? What can we do? It's very simple. 
and yet so entirely complex. And that is, ultimately, to be a good example. To be a good example, a good masculine example. That's really hard. Because how, how would you define that? How would you define what being a good example of masculinity actually is? Oftentimes, with my own father, who is, you know, drawing his sense of purpose, drawing his sense of validation, because that's his main cognitive origin of validation, from being a pastor of a church ever since I've ever known my father, ever since even before I was born. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, my dad has admittedly put church or the church or his church community above me above his own family. I don't blame him for this. I understand that's just kind of what he needs. Lacking that uh, validation in his life has really harmed him in many ways. Uh, but, you know, my dad, he's not fatherless. He's not, uh, you know, his dad was there for him and had a decent relationship with his dad. And uh, he's oftentimes found himself in a position where he has to be this person of authority. He has to be this example of masculinity. The problem is is that my father really hasn't been that example of masculinity, not in my life. Oftentimes my father is likened by other people to be similar to Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin. This example uh, or uh, you know David Schwimmer's uh, character Ross on the sitcom Friends or uh, Tim Allen's character uh, Tim Taylor on uh, Home Improvement, you know, all these sitcoms that I grew up with uh, showing weak beta male men, incomplete men, and even alpha males to a point are also weak and incomplete men as well. And so it doesn't, doesn't really matter how you slice it, there's still problems all around, alpha, beta, it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, none of these men are good examples of masculinity as much as the red pill community would like to claim that alpha males are the best representation of masculinity because they are absolutely not. Even alpha males lack this thing called masculine idealism. The problem is, is that there's a huge price for masculine idealism, a huge price that has to be paid. And it's, it's sad, it's, it's rough. Uh, price that's often paid for masculine idealism ends up becoming a huge problem for men in general, especially when a woman, there's a stat out there, if a woman has, you know, in the United States of America has a college degree, there's a 90% chance she's going to divorce you. Or how 83% of divorce in America, in the United States of America, is initiated by women. So there is a huge price to be paid for masculine idealism. And then all of a sudden we live ourselves, we find ourselves in a society where like the beta traits of what it is to be a man providing parental investment, protection, and uh, provisioning, you know, for women, for example, is entirely taken away from us as a result of the services and benefits women enjoy under the society that men had built. And because of that, women have no need to be dependent on men like they have been throughout human history. And so this is why men who 
provide those beta traits are ultimately entirely ignored, ignored by women entirely. They're not even noticed. They're not even noticed at all. And it's really only the alpha males who technically are incomplete men and don't really have masculinity and oftentimes are seen as fuckboys, let's be honest. Uh, these men have no desire to uh, you know, complete their masculinity because there is no benefit whatsoever for a man to have masculine idealism. And that's what we as the ego hacker community are ultimately working, you know, through our nonprofit and our programs to ultimately stop, such that we are working very hard to create the highest value men and the highest value women so that our men and women within our community become ultimately the envy of the world. Where everyone will basically know eventually that ego hackers and the men and women who participate in this community are the absolute best that the world has to offer in our bid to bring back the mature masculine and the mature feminine ultimately to that end. But the thing is, is what can we do, and that's what we do as a community, but what can we do as individual men to actually ensure that we are being that masculine example, not just for our sons, but also for our fathers? This is something that I have to often do because I often question my father's masculinity to his face. And, you know, because like, I often watch my mother leading him all the time and disrespecting him all the time. She even disrespects me all the time. Like my mother, she's like a loose cannon. She's constantly leading, constantly going for outcomes that make her comfortable, her SI hero comfortable, oftentimes at my own personal sacrifice or even the sacrifice of my own father. And she has no idea that she does this. She doesn't even know that it's even wrong for her to do this because she's been conditioned this way by society. Uh, to act this way, just like almost every single woman out there has been conditioned to do that. And we take these women into our women's program, for example, and basically show them, hey, what you've been taught is wrong. Because the reality of the situation is, is that women are conditioned on what to expect from men, but they are not taught or conditioned on how to treat men. Conversely, men are ultimately conditioned and taught how to treat women but they are not taught what to expect for them and to enforce those boundaries. Because of that, that leads to broken families, that leads to fatherlessness, and that leads to the death of the mature feminine, the death of the mature masculine. But the reality of the situation is, is that in order for us to bring back the mature feminine, men have to lead. The mature masculine has to return first because where men lead, women follow. That's the reality. And women, deep down, they want to follow. They want to follow. Man, that's like really loud and really annoying. But luckily, the light is going to change. This guy will be gone and away. Some uh, ISFP on a Harley. Although I gotta say, I kind of admire his uh, sound system that he has on his uh, quite... Oh, there he goes. Yay. <laughs> so, the thing is though, is that while we can address these issues at the macro level, even at our community level, we still have the individual responsibility as men to ultimately be masculine. It's incumbent upon us to have 
king, warrior, magician, and lover, the four archetypes of the mature masculine. To be king, you as a man need to learn how to become generative and thus produce more than you consume. You need to work hard to be a blessing to other people in your life, even if you don't get anything in return, right? That's, that's just the reality situation. Good luck telling that to the alpha males. They won't even understand what that is or even be able to do that most of the time. They really can't. And then uh, look at it further. Uh, you know, they also have to be liberators. Kings liberate people. That's why we have the archetype of the return of the king who brings freedom to the realm, basically. And, who, and then who eventually becomes the protector of the realm after the fact, right? That's what it is to be king. And then there's warrior, the warrior where a man has the skills, the combat skills, the survival skills to defend his kingdom. Even if his kingdom is just his family, or maybe it's his community, maybe it's his city, maybe it's his state, maybe it's his country, who knows. But he does this from a perspective of integrity and having a high level of personal integrity and character. That is what it means to be warrior. To the point where you're not going out there saving the world, slaying dragons, trying to do it so that you look good and trying to get all the glory, you do it because it's the right thing to do. You do it because it's ultimately your duty as a man, right? That's what that means. And that's where a man's responsibility ultimately lies within that perspective, right? And then beyond that, there's magician. Magician is basically where you've gathered so much resources and so much knowledge and so much wisdom in your life as a man where you are basically helping other men. It could be your sons, it could be your fathers, basically, and helping these men reach king, helping these men reach warrior, and creating miracles in other people's lives, even women in your life, creating miracles, healing, and giving them vision. For it is written, if the people lack vision, they will perish. And that's why I always talk about, you know, hey, if someone's asked me, hey, Chase, does your children have a future? I would say no. But that's what the magician archetype exists for. It exists to cast vision. It exists to give people a future and a hope. That's why it is also written, for I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and to not harm you and to give you a future and a hope. That is the mission statement of the nonprofit that we have for the ego hacker community. That is the mission statement. That's what we are doing. It is absolutely critical that we follow this mission to the letter. Not only that, it's incumbent upon men to learn a process uh, or a concept known as polarity, where they are always taking the lead in their life. Whether or not there's women in their life or not, they're always taking the lead and leading. And this is really important. For example, you know, women take care of men as small children in the form of mothers, at least hopefully they do, even though mothers often kill their own children consistently in this uh, day and age, which is entirely sad and ridiculous to me, but it happens, and oftentimes they end up regretting it. And I don't even know why we give women that power when women don't even, like, take responsibility for choosing their own mates, for example, especially since they have a lot more to lose biologically when it comes to having children. And then, you know, this is why concepts like arranged marriage exist. I'm not saying arranged marriage is a good thing. I'm just saying that's why it exists to protect women from their own irresponsible decision-making because women do not have good decision-making. Men have much better decision-making compared to women. Women have much better perception, though, 
and can see things before they happen and provide warning or you know fix things you know based on things that they're able to see they have really good sight and that's feminine intuition that's what they bring to the table but men should be those decision makers men should be those leaders right where men lead women follow and this is what we learn from polarity polarity comes from the books written by Zach Rohde, Z-A-K-R-O-E-D-D-E, Zach Rohde. And he wrote the book, Don't Let Her Lead, Irresistibly Feminine, Worthy Woman, and Show Him Your Heart. I require men uh, in our programs to read all four of those books and the women to read just the three books that are attached to women, uh, which is the latter three, whereas the first one is for men specifically. And men need to take responsibility for their relationships and lead. Men need to hold other men accountable to the King Warrior Magician Lover. They need to hold men accountable for providing the beta traits uh, as well as the alpha traits. Alpha fitness, uh, having mental point of origin as an alpha, being that it is your life, it is your frame, for example, where men realize that they are the sun, S-U-N, in their life, basically, that everything orbits around, right? And like, for example, my relationship with my own father, I try to encourage him to do this. I try to encourage him to lead my mother instead of being led by my mother. I encourage him to have her be in his frame and he controls his frame and enforces the boundaries of his frame instead of finding himself in her frame consistently, which causes her to lose respect for him and ultimately lead him where he should not be led. And then all of a sudden he has that reputation of being the Homer Simpson and the Peter Griffin to a lot of people in his life, which I just don't want for him. And I regret that, you know, people just constantly foist those archetypes upon him. But also, it's his choice. It's part of his conditioning. And if he would just grow from that perspective and realize that he absolutely can be masculine, then he actually needs to be okay with putting himself above other people and be that example to me instead of me being that example to him, but that doesn't matter. I'm here to turn the hearts of fathers to their sons, as well as the sons of their fathers, for my heart is towards my father, for sure. I just hope his heart is towards me, especially in the way that I need him to be. One day, it may happen, and I'll be there for him. So hopefully he has those epiphanies and is able to actually come to those conclusions on his own, which I highly desire for my father, for I do highly desire my father, and I do love him dearly. Even though him and I oftentimes have struggles, oftentimes, oftentimes he'll just dismiss me on a whim, you know, because it doesn't fit his conditioning, which is really sad to me, but he also knows no difference, so I don't judge him for it. He knows no different, right? He's in this cage, a cage of thinking, a cage of the affiliative, a cage of this worldview that he thinks he has, that he thinks is true, even though it's not actually true. And he's oftentimes afraid of discovering the truth because that would mean that his entire ego may no longer actually be correct. As he, you know, like it's really hard for people, especially men, to realize that their ego investments have been placed in the wrong place. That's why when they read the Rational Mail books, all five volumes of the Rational Mail, Oftentimes, men have this thing called red pill flu because they realize that their ego investments have been entirely incorrect their entire life. And then as a result of that incorrection, uh, it is extremely damaging to their psyche, damaging to their ego to realize that everything that they've been taught their whole lives is a lie. We as men need to be there for our fathers. We need to be there for our sons in those particular situations. 
You know, we need to teach them red pill truths. We need to teach them the truth of polarity. We need to teach them the truth of masculinity or of masculine idealism, the one piece that is missing from red pill truth, the one piece that red pill truth actually ignores, which is entirely ridiculous. Because if you are a complete man, you know, who is holy and lacking nothing, because that's what holiness is, being complete and lacking nothing, that's how we bring back the mature masculine by being complete men. And then the final archetype is the archetype of the lover, where you just enjoy life as a man. It's not just, you know, your relationship with a woman, but it's also just anything, enjoying life. I come down here to film my podcast because I like it down here. I like the people, I like the locale, I like the culture, and uh, I get to do my favorite hobby of talking to strangers, right? And that's why I do it. That's why I enjoy it so much. It's part of who I am. It's one of the reasons why I am, basically. Because I too crave uh, connection with my fellow human beings. And being down here gives an opportunity for people to come up to me and figure out, hey, what is it you're doing? And then I'm able to have those conversations and potentially, potentially maybe change their lives. I don't know, it's part of my magician archetype where I can tell the truth to them and give them some wisdom and then that potentially could free them and maybe get them on the path to king and warrior. Or if they're a woman, get them on the path to queen and uh, mother to a point. So, one second. Anyway, it's incumbent upon us as sons and as fathers to be there for each other in this capacity. Without, uh, without moving men forward from a perspective of king, warrior, magician, lover, as well as polarity and taking the lead, the mature masculine just will not return. It just won't. And we have to take on that responsibility as individuals. You know, with your sons, make sure they understand what the sexual marketplace actually is, what the life phases of women actually is, what the four archetypes the mature masculine actually are. Be someone who is able to demonstrate polarity and always take the lead in every area of your life, especially with women, for example, and, and then take that, for that responsibility because that's really what it really comes down to is taking responsibility, and that's what we have to do as men on a regular basis. Because if we don't do that, we're going to lose the earth. We really are going to lose the earth. Like, feminism is ultimately a failed experiment, which is basically plaguing plaguing our, our race, plaguing this society such that we're about to lose this society. We live in a child support society and a child rearing society and we're just making fatherlessness even worse every single day. And that's what we're trying to do as this community to ultimately prevent. So yeah, I think I think in general that's what we as men have to do as individuals. Just understand like, you know, I personally have extremely high standards you know and I have high standards for my sons you know they need to get to a point where you know these uh, that you know like like for example like with my sons it's like hey you know here's here's what I'm gonna do for you you know you know I, I enroll them in martial arts like as soon as they can like you know when when my youngest reaches four years old he's going right into karate you know as soon as uh, as soon as my oldest son moves in with me when he's a little bit older, he's going right into Krav Maga, for example. 
getting enrolled right away, learning those, uh, those martial arts, those combat skills right away, and then eventually into weapons training. And then after that, survival skills, being able to go backpacking, being able to have mastery over the elements, understanding trapping and how trapping is actually a far better way to procure a food in the wild than hunting, as much as people think, oh, they're hunting. And it's like, no, trapping is actually better in like every way. Uh, <laughs> you know, and how, and how to deal with that, and how to actually even build oneself a shelter, and, and how to do fire, and like basically have, be able to challenge the elements as a man how to be entirely self-sufficient, even potentially, you know, what to do when you're homeless and uh, live out of your car, etc. And then, you know, my sons, when they're teenagers, I will expect them to work and I will make sure that they are working and that they are doing jobs on top of their education, uh, like their forced education, you know, when, when it comes to high school and whatnot. And, uh, you know, getting them into apprenticeships, finding out the specific skills that they're good at uh, so that they hammer those particular skills. You know, that's what I'll be doing with my sons so that by the time they're 16 years old, they have their own car that they paid for. They understand entrepreneurship. They understand. Uh, they understand. Uh, you know, they, they pay for their own cell phone. They pay for their own insurance, and they are basically working hard to be generative and producing more than they consume. And you know, as a reward for that, if they have a girlfriend and they want to have a sexual relationship with that girlfriend, I'm entirely okay with them having that sexual relationship underneath the safety of my own roof, basically, as a gift to my sons as a reward to my sons for all of the hard work that they have put in to prove their masculinity to me, to prove that they are king, to prove that they are warrior. And I will encourage them to be that example to their male friends and the other men in their lives as they need to do. You know, so basically from that point of view, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing for my sons. And that's what I'm doing for the ego hacker community. That's what I'm doing in the men's group, the men's program for the nonprofit. That's what I'm doing. It's holding men to this higher standard. Also, expecting my sons to have foreign language training. Speaking just English is not good enough. They need to learn Spanish. They, they also need to learn a language that, ha that coincides with the upcoming BRICS coalition because rumor has it they're about to release a gold-backed uh, digital currency. And that currency will likely become the envy of the earth and when that happens they need to be able to speak a language with one of those nations so that they can have access to that currency that way they are still able to feed their family and ultimately be generative as kings right i am here to raise kings i am here to raise warriors i am here to raise magicians and i am here to encourage them to enjoy life and find what enjoyment they can in life just like the quote-unquote pursuit of happiness that is ultimately what I'm doing. That is ultimately the purpose that I am following specific to my sons. You know, because I very much care about my sons. I very much care about my bloodline, especially since it is my responsibility to move my bloodline further. Why? Because I am the last male with my name. I am the last male with my family name. You know, I have this necklace right here. A lot of people don't know what this necklace is, but this necklace represents my family heritage, right? I have royal blood from the O'Gallagher family in Ireland. I have royal blood from the uh, Buchanan family in Scotland. And I actually can wear Buchanan tartan by birthright. And, uh, you know, I also have Native American heritage where, uh, you know, family from my mother's side actually walked the Trail of Tears and that, and that heritage as well. And then even beyond that, I have Scandinavian heritage, uh, you know, Viking heritage, uh, going back even further. And the reality of the situation is, is that 
I have just recognized the truth. I really am a king. I'm a king of the ego hacker community. I am a king of the upcoming ego nation. Because from my perspective, most of you look at me and it's like, oh, it's Chase, he's just building his business, he's just building his YouTube channel, his personal brand, blah, blah, blah. No, I, you know, that's, that's nice, but that's just only one part. Like, really, I'm here to be a nation builder. I am here building a nation of men and women who submit to the mature masculine as well as the mature feminine and work as complements to one another, basically. Being complimentary to one another and being the absolute best examples of men and women who walk the earth, such that we will become the envy of the earth, where we'll have the highest quality life over anyone else on the earth. That is the point. That is the message. That is ultimately the reason, right? And I have to be this example of masculinity. You know, just 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 actually recently, uh, you know, I uh, on Saturday night I came under threat by two individuals actually, an ISTP who assumed that I was going after his girl and then talking to this girl, come to find out she's not actually his girl or whatever, and he claims that I'm texting her creepy stuff and trying to pull out my phone and be like yeah I have her in my phone right here I've only sent her three text messages am I really talking to her no no I'm not talking to her like what is your problem dude maybe he has me mixed up with someone else but he threatened me and he wanted to fight or whatever and it's just like okay dude you're drunk leave me alone or this this drunk INFJ who you know, his girlfriend and, and uh, her friend asked me to, uh, you know, mind read them basically as I do, you know, like with type of random people because their friends was uh, on my show earlier that night and he got super mega jealous because he's unconscious focus and he started threatening me and he's like, you know, I want you to leave and I just looked at him square in the eye and I'm like, no, I'm not leaving. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And, uh, you know, and he, and he just ended up having this perspective over time trying to tell me what to do. And I'm like, you're not going to tell me what to do. You don't even know anything. You're just some 22-year-old punk who has, like, no concept. You're, like, you're just doing your little machismo thing, trying to look impressive in front of your girlfriend because you're afraid of her abandoning you for someone else, abandoning you for a higher-value man, which I obviously am, you know? And I'm like, hey, like, dude, I'm not interested in your INFP girlfriend, dude. Like, I'm not interested in her... But he got so insecure and he just wanted to like take that on on me. And it's like, but the point is, is that like, I understood my frame. I understood that situation. And I'm like, no, that ain't me. You know, you're not gonna tell me what to do. I'm going to keep leading. And obviously you're not leading your girl. And for like the last 15 minutes, I've been leading your girl because you're not leading her. What does that say about you, right? And this is me being an example of the masculine, even to this punk who, obviously has no clue as to what he's even doing. And, uh, and I even told him that in front of his girlfriend. He's like, he's like, for example, he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, well, how old do you think I am? And he's like, well, you're obviously 30. And like, what business do you have as a 30-year-old talking to uh, a 21 and a 22-year-old uh, in, this, in this manner? And I said, clearly you don't know how the world works, dude. It's like, yeah, I do. I do know how the world works. And I'm like, no, no, you don't as he watched another one of uh, his female friends, you know, buy me a drink, you know, and I was the only person there that someone bought me a drink. I didn't, you know, I enjoyed a nice Moscow mule in that process. And it's just like, come on, like, <laughs> you can get my face, you could do all that, but like, there's this, you know, but you're, you're just being a boy. 
you're just literally being a boy. You don't understand what it is to be king. You don't understand what it means to be warrior. You know, this is a guy who just wants to be the hero. You know, have that hero energy. Oh, I did this thing, so look at me, look at me, look at me. Love me, love me. Worship me, worship me. And it's like, no. How about I just do what I do because it's the right thing to do because I'm a man of integrity. That's what true warrior energy actually is. That's what it, that is an aspect of what it is to be a high value man. And here I am, a man in, 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 uh, in my prime, and you know, like for the first time in my life, all of a sudden I can attract 20 to 25 year old women on a regular basis. And he's th they're thinking that you know that's just not how the world works. And I'm like, dude, that is how the world works. And that's another thing that I will be imparting upon my sons and teaching my sons as I continue to be a father to my sons, as well as hopefully be an example to other fathers out there as to how they should be fathering their sons and how they should be holding themselves accountable to the standard of the mature masculine, right? So anyway, this is a very roundabout way, a very detailed way in terms of like, hey, this is how you do it. This is how you as an individual can turn the hearts of sons to their fathers and turn the hearts of fathers to their sons. So that as a result of that situation, as a result of that situation, you ultimately are that example of the mature masculine. And that is how you do it. That is how you turn the hearts of fathers to sons and hearts of sons to fathers. Anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening. Like and subscribe, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.